From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. G'day, I'm Graham VK4BB. You've tuned WIA and the National News Service for week commencing April 23, 2017. Satellites built by universities launched into space by NASA. The first Australian-built satellites in 15 years have been launched into space by NASA after being developed by Australian universities. One of the miniaturised satellites was built over four years by about 50 University of Adelaide staff and students. Paul, XVK5FPAU, who now lives in the USA and sent us this story, says it's one of three nanosatellites developed in Australia as part of a research project involving Australian universities under the European-funded project QB50, an international network of 50 CubeSats. Lifting off from Cape Canaveral on Wednesday, they are part of the initial 28-satellite-strong QB50 mission of CubeSats involving 27 countries. They'll play a key role in investigating the thermosphere, a layer of atmosphere from about 95 kilometres to 500 kilometres from the Earth's surface, with the aim of increasing understanding of climate and weather modelling. Australian universities in Sydney, Canberra as well as South Australia had their satellites rocketed for deployment from the ISS and should be deployed from there in May or June. Clarence Valley Amateur Radio Group Who are the Clarence Valley Amateur Radio Group, you ask? Well, writing in the Summerland newsletter, MAVA VK2FMWL says they're a mixed and dynamic group of hams, 32 at last count, thoroughly involved in and enjoying the hobby. They've been active for around 12 months on the VK2CLR repeater and stress they're a group, not a club. The group have regular Monday evening nets at 8pm discussing a wide variety of topics, sometimes themed, sometimes free-for-all, and not always totally ham-related. The net is very well attended, generally up to a dozen taking part, with members taking turns to control the chat. CVARG used the VK2 RCV repeater in Grafton. Outside of the nets, various members can be heard swapping information, yarns, and generally helping each other out. The group has a Facebook account where news and happenings are freely shared. Another feature is the social activity based around a Saturday lunch with show and tell at the Brush Grove pub being well attended, a fun way to while away an afternoon. The Brushy is central to both the lower and upper river members, so very convenient for all. VK2FMWL says the trip across the Clarence River on the ferry itself is a novelty. The membership is spread over a fairly wide geographical area. On-air activity includes John Moyle and the ILLW to name just two. Clarence Valley Amateur Radio Group, putting the wow back into ham radio. Thanks, VK5. Now, November 5 in VK3 will see Ballarat Amateur Radio Group hold their annual hamvention at the Greyhound Racing Track Facilities, Rubicon Street, Redden, Ballarat. Admission $6, under 16 free, and $10 per table for traders, with space for 60-plus tables. Doors open 10am, pre-selling of entry tickets from 9.30. You can email inquiries to Roger, VK3ADE. And while you have your diaries out, 
Barg are also having an auction on May 28 at their club room, starting with a soup lunch from 12 midday, with the auction due to start at 1300. It is a fun day where you can dispose of your unwanted bits and pieces, which may be of value to other amateurs. So start putting your lots together. Remember, it's open to all comers to bring, to buy or to sell. Tony, VK7 Victor Kilo Tango, took possession last week of a complimentary FlightAware Raspberry Pi ADS-B decoder supplied by FlightAware, along with a 600mm 1090MHz antenna and accessories. FlightAware are actively seeking out persons wishing to host a ground station. The cost? Zero. They have several persons in the state of VK7 volunteering their data from various devices, but are keen on achieving MLAT accuracy by way of having more of their custom devices as ground stations in areas lacking. Free t-shirt was also part of the deal. Gregory Mayer, VK8GM of the Alice Springs Amateur Radio Club, tells us the Australian Heritage Festival is on for one day today, the 23rd. For just four hours from 9.30am at the Alice Springs Telegraph Station, this is a field event to showcase ham radio to the local community with HF, VHF, UHF comms in phone, CW and digital forms of our hobby. Now please, if you hear them or you'll find yourself in the Alice for the day, give a call as they'll be active on 40, 20 and 15 metres for the day. Again, the event will be held at the old Alice Springs Telegraph Station in Alice. Across Australia, from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Macedon Ranges and Central Highlands of Victoria, it can be heard on the Mount Macedon repeater VK3 RMM 147.250 at 10.30am and repeated at 8pm. I'm Peter, VK3 TQ. WIA Board Talk and the WIA AGM Convention has something for everybody. Hopefully, by now, you've booked your place to attend the WIA AGM convention at Harndorf, South Australia, on the weekend of May 19-21. The business of the AGM was notified in the March edition of Amateur Radio magazine. Material will be made available to financial members of the WIA. The more than 100 people for the AGM on May 20 need to register for entry, which begins at 8.30am Adelaide time. Those attending the AGM will get a copy of the 20-page history booklet, Some South Australian Experimenters, Their Activities and Legacies. The weekend also has the launch of the new book, Wireless Men and Women at War, and a new iPhone application for portable activation alerts. Saturday afternoon will be technical talks, followed by a traditional dinner on Saturday night, and on Sunday, an array of outdoor activities and displays. You can read the full program details on the WIA website that begins on Friday evening with a social gathering and don't forget to use that booking form. Now again this week to Grant VK5GR with some more news about the events planned for the WIA AGM and convention to be held in Handorf in May. I'm here today with two of our guest speakers, David VK5KK and Ian VK5ZD who will be talking to us about amateur microwave communications. Ian, just first of all, how did you get started in microwave and what sparked your interest? I started playing with microwaves in the mid-80s, came across a device called a Gunplexer operating on 10 gigahertz and uh, we uh, did a lot of work playing around with those things and managed to make some contacts up to about 100 kilometres. 
So uh, that's um, where I got going with it. And David, how about yourself? Um, I was probably mid-late 70s when Reg Galley, 5QR, was playing around with uh, microwaves across to uh, Wally, VK6WG, and I, I built a 1296 transverter, essentially, in the late 70s and managed to work 6KZ and hold the, the world record for about two days or something like that. So that's how that started. It sounds like it's a, a very interesting way to get into it. So if others want to get started in microwaves, how hard is it? What have they got to actually do? Well, it's not that difficult, actually. Um, it does really come down to what sort of budget you've got, but there's things to suit everybody. Um, there's an awful lot of surplus equipment out there, which is available. There are plenty of kits around you can also build to get yourself going. Essentially, you need a transverter um, and a standard you know, VHF, UHF transceiver in front of it. So... It's not particularly difficult. There's a little bit of hardware involved, setting up antennas and things like that, but uh, no more complicated than uh, getting going on two or 70 centimetres. Just they all look a little bit different, that's all. <laughs> now, David, I also understand we're planning something a little special on the Sunday. What can you tell us about it? Uh, yes, we're going to activate PF94 on 10 gigs EME. and it's, it's not been done before, so VI5WOW will be on uh, 10 gig EME on uh, uh, JT4F. Uh, we have a couple of stations, uh, there's probably four that we can work, but uh, two, uh, HB9Q and OK1KIR, both uh, capable of working us with our uh, three-foot dish. So come on down to the Harndorf Oval on the Sunday Amateur Radio Come and Try Day and you'll uh, get to see 10 gig EME in action. Now that'll be taking place up until about 2pm I understand. That's right. We, we'll have access to the, the DB0 EME moon beacon from about 12.30 to about 2. Uh, the limiting factor is the, the tree line but uh, effectively between 1 and 2 will be the optimum time. Thank you very much, guys, for uh, talking with us this morning, and we look forward to uh, seeing everybody come down to the AGM convention in South Australia. Find out more about microwave communications. Thank you very much. This has been Grant, VK5GR, with David VK5KK and Ian VK5ZD for the WAA AGM and Convention 2017 Organising Committee. See you between May 19th and 21st here in South Australia. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. With international news, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. FCC proposes $400,000 fine on JAMA. The FCC has proposed a fine of more than half a million Australian dollars on a Queen's New York man who has admitted making unauthorised transmissions on a New York City Police Department radio frequency and maliciously interfering with NYPD officers' communications. The ARRL say the man aged 20 is alleged to have transmitted false bomb threats, false claims of criminal activities involving firearms, false distress calls from purported NYPD officers and threats against individual NYPD officers. Radio DARC broadcasts. Radio DARC is the weekly magazine of the German Amateur Radio Club for radio amateurs and shortwave listeners, with three broadcasts on 6070 kHz for Europe. DARC will broadcast during the 24th IARU Region 1 conference to be held in Landshut, Germany. 
From the 16th to the 22nd of September, Radio DARC will report current news on the conference in six daily special shortwave transmissions to keep the IARU Region 1 radio audience up to date with news and background reports. One large road trip for mankind. Apollo 11 capsule going on road trip. To accommodate the Smithsonian renovation of its gallery at the National Air and Space Museum in Washington, the capsule will visit four U.S. cities. The four-city tour will include Houston, St. Louis, Pittsburgh and Seattle as part of the new exhibit Destination Moon, the Apollo 11 mission. On the front porch of radio history... For a little bit more in radio history, this week we head to New York State's Hudson Valley, where dots and dashes are taking centre stage, or at least the front porch. Amateur radio newslines Heather Emby, KB3TZD, says the Samuel Morse estate in Hudson Valley was the summer home of the noted inventor and 19th century telegrapher. The historic house and grounds, known as Locust Grove, is marking the 227th anniversary of Morse's birth by doing the very thing Morse himself made possible, communicating in code. On April 29th, the Hudson Valley QSY Society will be operating in CW from the porch of the old house, making radio contacts in Morse code to demonstrate to the public how effective a mode it still is. Guests at the home will also be welcome to visit the Historic Homes Telegraph Gallery, which contains reproductions of early electromagnetic telegraphs similar to those developed and used by Morse. Hams, as we know, are accustomed to being prepared. We assist at marathons and half-marathons. We provide communication safety nets at boating and horse-riding events, hiking events and cycling events. So in Malden, England, when the Essex Raynet was called in to assist at a fundraising fun run around Malden Promenade Park, the hams there were prepared. After all, not every amateur gets to assist at a mad dash through a fortress of coloured bubbles. Actually, there were four such bubble stations, and as the runners came charging through, streams of colourful bubbles were shot in their direction, the thick lather rising as high as one and a half metres. It was their hottest day of the year so far and an estimated 1,000 runners nonetheless turned up to raise money for a local hospice. The event was sold out and with the help of Essex Raynet and its UHF repeater, it was proclaimed a great success. No doubt organisers who'd worked so hard got a chance to celebrate afterwards. Maybe they even broke out a little bit of the bubbly. For WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. From Brisbane, it's relayed on 3605 kHz and 147 MHz at 7.30pm Mondays. I'm Bruce, VK4EHT. Weird and wonderful. Back in the March 26 WIA National News Service, we met artist Jackie Ferrara, whose works feature Morse code numbers and letters that actually are bricks featuring in landscaping and buildings. Well now, Jim VK3PC has been doing a little googling by the look of things and comes up with this tongue-in-cheek jibe with Morse code. He says a new skate hall building in Oslo, Norway is attracting professional and amateur skateboarders of all ages. Part of its structure is a cladding of aluminium panels punctuated by a surface pattern of Morse code symbols. So, what does it read? Well, the architects had some fun with this one. 
a literal transcription of the 1978 Norwegian law forbidding the use, sale and advertising of skateboards. Of course, that law was abolished in 1989 and skateboarding has flourished ever since. It definitely is QRV. News, talk and radio sport, here with VK1 WIA. Ham Radio Operational News, it's Contact Sport. I'm Felix VK for a few Q. All major Australian contest rules and results are on the contest section of the WIA website. January 1, December 31, the Victorian Local Government Award 2017 Challenge. WIA's Harry Angel Memorial 80 metre sprint Saturday, May 6, 10 hours to 11.46 UTC. May 13 to 15, Mills on the air. VK Shines, June 10 and 11. Trans Tasman Low Band Contest 160 80 40. Saturday 9 July 15 and start time is 08 hours UTC and finish time is 14 hours UTC. 10 10 International Summer Contest August 5 and 6. VK1 Winter Soda QSA Paddy takes place August 6, 2017, 9am till 11.30am. WA's Flagship Contest and Remember State Contest, 12th and 13th of August. August 1920, IWLW, the third full weekend in August since 1998. August 26, Alara Contest, start time 1600 hours. This is a 24-hour contest for YLs. AX Prefix Station, set for Anzac Day. The alternative call sign prefix AX is Murphy's on Anzac Day, April 25th, that is next Tuesday. Among the commemorative events on Anzac Day will be the former Army Princess School, Bullcombe at Mount Martha on the Mornington Peninsula, south of Melbourne. The trade school began in 1948, graduating more than 5,000 Army Princesses before being relocated to Bongilla, near Wadona, in December 1982. Former bandsman John O'Carr, AX3FMPB, will revisit the site of his former school and be heard on the air for Anzac Day this Tuesday. Meantime, the traditional AMNCW event organised by Mike Banjo-Patterson, VK4MIK, will again take to the air for the seventh year. It honours those modes used by service personnel in earlier wars, AMNCW. The Tableland Radio Group of Far North Queensland will be operating from the Rocky Creek War Memorial Site next to the World War II Igloo, which has been rebuilt by the Athen Rotary Club under the call sign AX4GHL. The ex-HMAS Domitino will be operating as AX4REN from 03 hours UTC to 07 hours UTC on CW on 7020-7025 and 14038-14052 plus or minus. The frigate was operational during World War II. A number of radio amateurs from Ingham in North Queensland hope to be operating from the Herbert River RSL and will be operating on a range of frequencies with the call sign AX4MS. The Townsville Amateur Radio Club will be AX4WIT from the club rooms in Green Street, which were part of the camouflage used to protect the RAF World War II Pacific Theatre Communication Centre from enemy bombing. AX4WIT will be operational from 0001 hour Zulu AM NCW on 7115. Ex-serviceman Eldon Don Bryant will be active during the evening using HF AM from his home QDH as AX4FNQA. Hopefully more stations will also be operating and switching to the old modes during the day. The AX prefix is popular and the WIA encourages those who use it to have a special QSL card too. Indian Ocean 6 metre EME expeditions. 
Lance W7GJ will be active from the Indian Ocean to focus on 6 metres EME QSOs. West Island stroke focus on as VK9CGJ between September the 12th and the 28th. Christmas on as VK9XGH between October the 2nd and the 18th. Throughout 2017, to celebrate the centenary of Finland's independence, Finnish radio amateurs are allowed to use the prefix OF in place of the usual OH. In addition, the special jubilee callsign OF100FI stroke portable district number will be activated by various amateur radio clubs throughout Finland. For QSL information, listen to operator's instructions. The Wild Atlantic Way Irish radio amateurs have been on the air in 2017 with special call signs along a West Coast tourism route that passes through nine counties and three provinces. The Wild Atlantic Way is 2,500 kilometres long on the rugged coast overlooking the Atlantic Ocean. Some nine call signs EI11WAW through to EI99WAW will be tied to an Irish county, each offer a special QSL card and award. Nuclear-powered QSOs. Look for the Special Event Station OE-17 Atom to be active from the nuclear power plant inside their reactor's hall in Zenendorf, Austria, between April 21st and 22nd. Activity will be on the HF, VHF and UHF bands. There will be a live streaming video during the operational. See QRC.com for details. Atom is on this weekend UTC time. The Treaty of the Danish West Indies. A special event throughout 2017 celebrates the 100th anniversary of the United States Virgin Islands. The EDR Ham Radio Club of Skanderborg will use the call sign OZ100DVI from January 1 till December 31. It marks the centenary of the Treaty of the Danish West Indies, sold to the USA and renamed the Virgin Islands. OZ100DVI will be on all bands, includes set activity from St. Thomas Island on the Lake Skanderborg. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ Winningham. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Just ahead of special interest group news, and Brian, the Russian buzzer buzzes off. Yes, a look at the intruder watch, the enforcement zone. IARU Region 1 Monitoring System Newsletter reports that Russian buzzer, the one on 6998 kHz, has disappeared. For a long time, the system had interfered with the lower edge of the amateur radio 7 MHz band. The Russian F1B transmission on 7193, believed to be from Kaliningrad, has also ended its transmissions. The IRMS has thanked the German Benetzer-Konzans for submitting the complaints and also thanks the Russian military. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service in the Northern Territory. And it can be heard on repeaters 146-900, 146-950, or end of frequencies 14.337, 10.137, 7.193, 3.555, and I am Carl with a K 
Colson Victor Kilo HCI Alpha Whiskey. I'm Brian, VK3GR, with Worldwide Special Interest Group News, beginning this week at ARDF and the IARU Regional ARDF Championships. At least seven International Amateur Radio Union member societies will compete in the 11th IARU Region 3 Amateur Radio Direction Finding Championships this August, hosted by the Mongolian Radio Sports Federation. WIA ARDF coordinator Jack Bramham, VK3 Triple W, told WIA Secretary Jim Linton that he's been advised of formal invitations from the KARL Korea, CRSA China, JARL Japan, MRSF Mongolia, KFRR Kazakhstan, the ARRL USA and the WIA of Australia. The week-long event involves 3.5 MHz and 144 MHz fox hunts, with teams of competitors in their age groups looking for hidden transmitters. They'll use the courses set up at Dalanbatar in north-central Mongolia on August 20 through 25th. The competitors and judging jury are now finalising their transport and accommodation. Now to Worldwide Special Interest Group's ballooning. Radio Ham launches over 500 high-altitude balloons. The ARRL has made available an article about Bill Brown, WB8ELK, which appears in the May 2017 issue of QST. Bill has launched over 500 high-altitude balloon projects over a span of 30 years. For his first flight on August 15, 1987, Bill designed a remote viewing platform using a PC Electronics Amateur TV transmitter on 434 MHz and a 50 milliwatt 2-meter FM beacon to track and direction find the payload. This was, of course, before GPS. Amateur TV stations across the Midwest had beautiful reception from this tiny 1-watt amateur TV transmitter as far as 250 miles away, Bill explained. The 2-meter beacon was heard over 400 miles away. Now, Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier packet from the International Space Station is back on 145.825 MHz. The amateur radio on the International Space Station team is pleased to announce that packet from the ISS is once again on 145.825 meg. Aris did the footwork and paperwork a few months ago to launch the last backup Ericsson VHF handheld radio to the ISS. This work was begun in October after the failure of the Ericsson unit that had been used on the ISS. The Ericssons have been operating on Aris for 16 years. In the last days of February... The SpaceX-10 launch vehicle Dragon flew to the ISS with the handy talkie on board. After the docking, ISS crew members had the odious job of unloading and unpacking 5,500 pounds of cargo, including this Ericsson HD. Aris got word Friday morning that we now have VHF capability back in the Columbus module. Followers of ISS Fan Club have already posted that they've heard and used VHF packet and are thrilled and happy to have it again. Now the last word from me on Rescue Radio. More Americans than ever have been licensed by the Federal Communications Commission as amateur radio operators, and those in the know say the emergency communication is driving their passion to be hams. There has been tremendous amount of interest in emergency preparedness since 9-11 and Katrina, and this is true for the amateur radio community as well, said Mike Corey, the emergency preparedness manager for the American Radio Relay League. Emergency communications is a gateway into amateur radio, and many join our ranks through an interest in being better prepared themselves 
and as a way to serve their community. This is the third year in a row that the total number of new licenses has exceeded 30,000, said the ARRL. It's impressive numbers there. I'm VK3GR, signing off. This is VK1WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au. Okay, gather round, hands on the radio, prepare to be entertained. The Social Scene 2017, April 28th through May 1 in VK4, the Clareview Gathering, that's between Mackay and Rockhampton. May 13 in VK3, Moorabbin and District Radio Club's Hamfest, 10am at the Southern Community Centre, Mulgrave. May 19, it's the WIA AGM at Harndorf. June 2 to 4 in VK4, Theresa Creek Campout Day. June 10 to 11 in VK5, the SERG Annual Convention and the VK Fox Hunting Championships. July 1, VK3, Gipps Tech 2017 Technical Conference in Churchill. July 22, VK3, the Great Gippsland Gate Radio and Electronics Club Hamfest, the Cranbourne Community Hall, Clarendon and High Streets, Cranbourne. September 9 to 10, Alara Meet 2017 in Cairns. Listen for VI4, Alara from July. November 5 in VK3, Barg Hamvention Greyhound Racing Track at Ballarat. November 12 in VK5, the Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society's Hamfest. VK3 on the same date, November 12, Rosebud's annual celebration of all things amateur radio. And while you've got the diary out, one to put in for 2018, March 25 in VK3, EMDRC's Hamfest, the Great Ryrie Primary School, Heathmont. Now, till next we meet, I'm Graham, VK4BB. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.